Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of It Be Your Own People, a podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment. Because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or a friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door. A leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now, more than ever, people are showing you who they really are. And you need to know who you can trust. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We hope you guys are all staying warm and safe. Uh, I know I'm staying safe and very warm with my delicious tequila and soda. Trevo, what you got? What's your cocktail of the day today? I have a cosmopolitan with a twist. I have a pomegranate and cosmo up in here. So that has pomegranate juice instead of cranberry. And it's delicious. Mm, that sounds really good. I'm going to have to try that for myself sometime this week. You know, part of one of my quarantinis. That's right. Get your own because I'm not sharing. So anyways, in... What the fuck news? What the fuck news? Let's get started with, um, you know, that old president that we have who is unfortunately not impeached for the second time. You mean the former Cheeto in charge? Because I refuse to use the label president in reference to this individual. Period. Um, But yes, today the Senate has voted uh, to acquit Trump of the second impeachment charges following everything that happened at the Capitol earlier in the year in January. And to that, all I can say is seriously, what the fuck? What? What is going on? What needs to happen for this man to get his just desserts? I mean, this is a classic case of old white men in politics who can do whatever they want and get away with it. This is a clear case of Trump doesn't care. He's going to do what he wants to do. And we're clearly just showing that, I mean, he can just step on top of all of us and it means nothing. Well, the thing that kills me is that bitch McConnell, I mean, no, I said what I said. Bitch McConnell, who voted against the impeachment in the same breath, declares that Trump was practically and morally responsible for inciting the riots uh, at the Capitol, but wouldn't vote to impeach him. See, my issue is the riots were such a low point for America, but somehow Trump has a hold over the Republican Party and the people who are on his side. And he's basically letting them know, do not go against me or else you will have some consequences. Now, he has a hold, a tight hold on all these people's balls, but he suffers no consequences ever. It's a fucking problem. But you know what? He's out of office. For me, it's out of sight, out of mind. I'm tired of talking about him, honestly. We've had four years of him. He's gone. Let it let him stay in the past. I'm good. Well, yes. He's no longer president now, but, you know, he technically could run for another election term. Technically, my ass. If he makes it that long, you don't see the older people dropping like flies. Let's hope he make it that far, Trump. Okay. Honestly, I feel like he made a deal with the devil. He got the he's got like some picture of Dorian Gray shit going on where he sold his soul and he's going to live on forever. But you know what? All I can say is 
politics be politicking. And I'm honestly not even shocked that this was the decision that came down. It is what it is. Let's move on to something that's a little bit more relevant yet. Just as yes, please. So moving on to Texas. Sally, tell us what's going down in Texas. So in other news, Texas has actually frozen over, but Ted Cruz still does not believe in climate change. But do of you know what he, he does doesn't. believe in? But you know what he does believe in still? Going on vacation to Cancun with his family. And being a damn deserter. So basically, while millions of people in Texas are without power and heat for days now, Ted Cruz said, you know what? I don't give a damn. I'm going to just go jump ship, go on vacation with my family and have a good old time. But then when he gets caught, he blames it on his family, his children, nonetheless. Like, how low do you have to go to blame shit on your children? Right. And then he wants to backtrack. He comes back to Texas the next day once he realizes he got caught. And um, it's just too little too late. You, you got caught. That's it. My thing is just like, so he's out here saying, oh, me and my wife, we were trying to be good parents because after we lost power in our very wealthy home, in our very wealthy neighborhood, we thought we were doing the right thing by making sure that our kids were safe. And I go, okay, sir, back, back that truck all the way up. So you thought that it would be in your best interest for you to fly your family in the middle of a global pandemic across international borders to one of the most marginalized and highly affected areas of this pandemic and simultaneously giving a big fuck you to the residents of Texas while they are actually freezing to death in their homes. You couldn't have said it any better because that's exactly what he did. Like Texas, come on. We need to get our, we need to get this power of voting together. We need to get these corrupt, crooked, hypocratic, um assholes assholes out of office yes we're going to move right along to colorado city mayor tim boyd what's going on there (sighs) so poor texas just can't catch a break so in in addition to you know senator cruz saying bye bye felicia bye y'all i'm gonna go get warm not get a tan and still be a basic ass bitch city mayor tim boyd goes on his socials this morning, turns his Twitter fingers into trigger fingers and decides to hurt some feelings by claiming that, you know, with everything that's been going on, the strong will survive while the weak shall perish. And was talking all of this bullshit about residents out here asking for a handout because they want to know what the city is going to do about them losing power. And I'm just like, sir, it's not asking for a handout if I'm asking you how you're going to do your job. Basically. Now, it's a huge slap in the face when you are already down and out. You're trying to figure out what's next. You are basically trying to survive as, you know, the, the residents in Texas are trying to stay warm, trying to get power. It's really sad for someone else to basically say the strong will survive and like, fuck you. Nobody really cares. Let's see if you make it. That's really shitty. I'm telling you, these politicians got to do better. We keep putting the people in office who say they're going to do something and they go ahead and slap us in the face. And when we need them the most, that's when they run away. Mm-hmm. Slap us in the face and kick us in the ass because that's exactly what these two idiots are doing. But I mean... 
thankfully in Boyd's case, he did end up resigning like two or three hours after he posted what he posted on Facebook. He tried to take it down. He tried to walk it back. But at this point, I'm like, homeboy, no, there's no way that you can walk this back. You basically said, oh, fend for yourselves is not my fucking job. Like, no, it's actually your entire job description to protect the people who put you in office. So I'm glad he's gone. But unfortunately, his wife went down with him. Basically, she lost her job because she's connected to him. But you know what? The first wrong thing she did was marry him. And that's the section of what the fuck. Mm hmm. It be your own people. All right. And in hashtag we winning. We out here with it, baby. Let's shine a light on a POC who's doing great. First of all, it's Black History Month. So we're all winning. Minorities, throw the hands. Yes. Let's pat ourselves on the back because it's Black History Month and we shine in lights. But um, let's also acknowledge some Black excellence with Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka, who both made it to the Australian Open. Now, our girl Serena, she's about to be the big 4-0. She's about to be 40 this year, but you know what? She's still hanging in there with the youngins. Naomi's 23 years old and she did end up winning the match. But you know what? We can't put aside all the greatness that Serena has done throughout her entire career. She has 23 Grand Slam titles. Girl, you are doing great. You are the GOAT. And even though it was a tearful loss, she lost a little bit. She cried. But you know what? She's human. And she's out there being a great role model for her daughter. She, she's doing good. We got it. We got to clap it up for her. Yes. So we also have to give Naomi Osaka her flowers because Mm -hmm. can you imagine what it must be like 23 going up against the GOAT Serena Williams? Like Osaka most likely, not most likely, she definitely grew up watching Serena do the damn thing. And now has beat her twice now. Yeah. This was a solid win. So for Osaka being 23, still getting her footing into the game, being able to go go up against one of her idols and winning, like honestly, which whoever won in this match is a win. It's a win. Absolutely. So we got to give them both uh, a hashtag we winning. They're doing great. And moving on to some Bachelor Nation uh, mess. First, let's make sure we, we say hashtag Rachel Lindsay is winning. Because she could possibly take over as the new Chris Harrison. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Let's put that out there into the hemisphere. Yes, Let's put I'm that here out for that. The world. I feel like Rachel can really take over as a new host of The Bachelor because they have a lot to correct. There's a lot of wrong happening there. A lot of racism, Mr. Chris Harrison, who's out. Mm-hmm. And you know. If uh, Rachel Lindsay takes over Chris Harrison's position, I will definitely be getting more into The Bachelor because one of the things that kind of annoys me is I only watch the reunions anyway. I feel like Chris doesn't really ask the hardball questions and presses people like, he ain't no Andy. But I feel like Rachel Lindsay and coming from her lawyer background, she knows what to ask, how to ask it to make sure that she gives us the information that we want to know. Absolutely. Now, everybody, you're right, Telly. Everybody cannot be Andy Cohen because there's only one of him and he's amazing. But see, 
let's uh, give y'all a little back history right now. Chris Harrison defended a front runner contestant, I'll say. She's in the top four. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's looking like she might win. And she has a little bit of a racist past. So in 2018, she was seen partying with her sorority sisters on somewhat of a plantation. And Rachel Lindsay was interviewing Chris Harrison and doing one of her hosting duties and asked Chris Harrison about racist Rachel contestant. And he kind of gave her a pass and act like it wasn't a big deal. So Rachel Lindsay, the host, did call him out on it and wanted to, you know, question him further. And basically, once Bachelor Nation and the world got hold of this, Chris Harrison was out the next day. He had to take a step back from Bachelor. The whole Bachelor Nation is against him. And of course, we saw that whole apology that basically everyone who's ever been racist had been putting up last summer. And we also got one of those apologies from racist Rachel, the contestant. And so now is a big question up in the air. Who is going to take over as the Bachelor Nation host? So we're putting it out there. And we hope that Rachel Lindsay can do her thing and, you know, just turn around the whole Bachelor franchise and just make it more invitable for minorities in general. Yeah, one of the reasons why I never really got into The Bachelor as much as my other reality TV show messes is because it was very whitewashed. It's just very little representation of people of color. And, you know, this season I have been enjoying, although it definitely has some some parts that are very messy. Uh, I also love that we're already referring to her as Rachel Lindsay host. So universe, yeah. do your thing. Yes, yes, yes. And I agree with you. I really got into The Bachelor watching Rachel's season, Rachel Lindsay's season, and now watching Matt James's season. When you have a black lead and when you have a minority lead, guess what? People will watch who are minorities because they like to see themselves being portrayed. And Bachelor Nation has been around for decades. So it's a little too late. matters. It certainly does. But let's move on to one more hashtag we winning with the black officer, Eugene Goodman, who, what did he do, Sally? So Eugene Goodman was one of the few officers who actually did the job that he was hired to do and helped to protect the Capitol as opposed to just allowing all these batshit crazy idiots storm through and do whatever they wanted to do. So and he was able to defend it using nothing but a baton. See, that's black power right there. When you're able to do your job, protect and serve, and you do it with no weapons. You know, a baton is a weapon. But you know, he he held back and he still held it down. Yep. And then guess what? He got a front row seat to the inauguration, escorting none other than the Obamas in some fine ass drip, 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 dripping. So that's black excellence at its core. Mm-hmm. And now this brings us to a section we like to call the sad blackity black ass truth. And mm-hmm. to start off, you know, we just like we would just like to share with y'all some new words that we picked up during the quarantine that we are OK with bringing into 2021. The first one is a rake versus a hoe and we are not talking gardening tools now explain to us what a rake is because once i found out i was mad i never knew this before 
So a rake, and I hope you're listening, Ken Jennings out there, because you definitely shit the bed on this one on Jeopardy. You thought we forgot, but we didn't. A rake is a euphemism for an immoral, loose, promiscuous individual. Not a hoe. Because a hoe is what, Treva? Half these damn housewives. (laughs) Yes. But a rake is specifically referencing a loose, immoral, promiscuous man. Now, we know a lot of slutty, mixed slut, slut, slut ass men. But you know what? They don't have a name. They don't really have a name. And if you want to talk about a promiscuous woman, first of all, it's her choice. If she wants to sleep around, sleep around with whomever, however, and any damn time. Now, why is she called a hoe? But we never had a name for that as a man. So once we figured this out from Bridgerton. Thank you, Bridgerton. My great. Thank you, Bridgerton. I was like, oh, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. So you need to tell me a male hoe is a rake? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just find it interesting how everyone knows universally that a hoe is a female who's just out here, you know, thought boxing all over the place. Yeah, you but... associated with a female, but you don't associate it with a male. And why is that? That's because we got to bring rake up into the conversation. Mm-hmm. So for all you rakes out there, quit raking or, you know, keep raking. If that's what you like to do, that's what you like to do. But just know that now there is a name for you exactly there's a name for your rake ass i was about to say ho ass there's a name for you we ain't forget but another term and we could thank the smiths for this jada entanglement yes yes a new categorization for that situation that you are in that's not quite a relationship but just a cut above fuck buddies it's not a relationship it's not a situationship it's an entanglement now, this mm-hmm. whole drama that went down with the Smiths and that other little young boy who can't keep his mouth shut. When this whole thing happened in the summertime, I swear to you, this was the best thing that happened in quarantine. It was so entertaining. It was like a soap opera. Damn. I loved it. I mean, Tyler Perry couldn't have wrote it any better. Are you sure he, he did it? I don't know. Because I'm saying Tyler Perry didn't write the craziest shit where I'm like, come on, come on, come on, man. But this entertainment situation with Jada and the singer and Will, oh, damn, loved it. Mm. Entanglement. It's, I mean, I did feel bad because Will looked super hurt and no one wants to see a grown man just like completely break down over his wife who kind of probably doesn't even want him. Okay, let's be real. We're not going to feel bad for them. They have a good life. We don't know what Will is doing and they have said that they have a perfectly fine open marriage they've said that before so i know both parties are enjoying what they're doing you know separately and together but homeboy over there couldn't keep his mouth shut so y'all enjoy the entanglement i love the word i'm gonna keep it in my vocabulary and now we're gonna move on to this last word that i need to keep in my sources and that's what is it selly dilly what the hell is a damn dilly a dilly gaff is me, I is she, and it stands for, does it look like I give a fuck? Now, I tell you, when I heard this acronym from the crazy ass chef Rachel from Below Deck on Bravo. Thanks, girl. Damn, I was like, ooh, I need to use that. If it's I had a dollar, time. if right? I had a dollar for every person that I've texted dilly gaff to since I saw that shit on TV, 
I I could pay my rent. And rent ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. It's not. I mean, I'm no longer living in New York City, but that's still a pretty significant amount. All I'm saying is now and forever, I will let people know. Mm-hmm. Does it look like I give a fuck? Because you know who really be some dilly gaffs out here? All Ooh. these rakes and hoes doing up their entanglements. All the rakes and hoes. But now we gonna move on to this whole situation. Speaking of rakes and hoes. Ooh, we with Dr. Dre, his new uh, love interest, April Jones, and all the drama that uh, sometimes friend, sometimes enemy, Monice has brought into the situation. Friend of me, emphasis on the enemy. Especially now. now. We, we all know about Dr. Dre's kind of very messy, but very expensive divorce he's going through. But nonetheless, the man has a new love interest, April Jones. And now I'm not mad at her because I'm like, hold up, you don't come up. You come all the way up. up. You went from half the members in B2K, yes, half. To Dr. Dre, Mr. Beats, Mr. You know West Coast, making that money, Dr. Mr. Dre. Black billionaire. That's a good look for you, April Jones. But you need to remember the people who are your enemies from the past always gonna be talking. Mm-hmm. And Monice done brought herself in the mix. Monice Slaughter came to the slaughter, ready, prepared to she cut did. a bitch down. She did, but you know, Monice, you know you're wrong for talking about people. When you didn't have to. Now, if you in an interview and somebody asks you about somebody, you don't have to. You don't have to talk about them. But you mentioned April and you mentioned Dr. Dre. You said that they're in a relationship. You know good and well. Some people try to keep their business on the low, low. But we figured out for ourselves when we saw April and Dr. Dre, they thought they were covering themselves up with the mask. But no, we figured it out. Yeah, I went to dinner. You were having a little date night. And, you know, Monique spoke on it and confirmed their relationship. Then Dr. Dre apparently allegedly sent some people to Monice's phone to keep her mouth shut. And she went all the way ham. She went ham, turkey, lambs, yams, potatoes, pork chops. She sure you, did. You name it, girl. She said, she she said I am the not gro- the one. She went to the grocery store on that <laughs> shit. Okay, she went soul food on his ass. She said, oh, aneurysm. What? I put you back in the hospital, sir. She was talking a lot of shit. I hope mm-hmm. she has some uh, security. I hope she has some security. She might want to go and get uh, Officer Eugene Goodman on her side. Yes, yes, yes. She was because a lot of shit. Because when she's out here talking all this shit, I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, sistrin, are yes. you forgetting who this person is like dr mm. dre is about that life okay he don't give a fuck about he, you he's not about that life he is that life he, he, he created that life a lot of which people will not speak on because to this day i don't think we will ever ever know and you know what i don't even want to know that much because i don't want to be a part of it okay? he made his m's off that life and then turned those m's into b's perpetuating that life like Come on, girl. Come on. No, you she she's bringing a knife to a gunfight. I I can't. I cannot. But you know what? I'm going to keep watching this situation with my popcorn and see what happens next. And you know what? I hope it's all taped on love and hip hop. Oh, you know, you know, Mona is getting herself ready. She's out here Mona taking Scott. notes. Mona Scott is like, Monice, say something else. Say something else. Go in yes. the start crying. Start cursing him out. Yeah, Ooh, Mona Scott. she's smart. 
Mona's sitting, Mona sitting at home in her chair, like, like Gollum uh, holding the ring. Like, yes, my precious. Yes. She eating it all up and waiting for the film crew to get there. And you but know what I'm here go. for? Cause I don't be watching. Now let's move on to this whole movie about Wendy Williams life and her documentary. You mean we the saga? Out, we found out a lot. Yes. In this saga, we found out a lot. Yeah. It was juicy. It was good. And I was like, Damn, we see where you're coming from. I gotta say, this is probably some of the best work that Lifetime has put out. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. It didn't I, even seem, it was so good, it didn't seem like it was on Lifetime. And that's a big deal. They redeemed themselves for that trash they did to Aaliyah. And yeah, I didn't even get that life. I didn't watch that. No. Mm. But what I will say is that, you know, Wendy has definitely been through some hardships. But I'm not going to say she she was talking about a lot of people for a lot of years. So the fact that she, yes, became a hot topic mm, was a bit uh, karma, right? You know, yep. and then, you know, and it's not just, you know, from the Wendy show. Wendy's been talking shit about people since before she was a radio name. When mm-hmm. she was over here, you know, disc jockeying her way up the food chain. She didn't give a damn about whose name she drug through the mud. She didn't care about whose dirty laundry that she was airing out. But now she wants to be all like, oh, no, but please be mindful of my struggle and my pains. I go, but that's not what you did. Very, very, very true. She put everybody out there on blast in her years in radio and on TV. But you know what? It was entertaining as hell. I loved it. The actress who played her, Ciara Payton, great job. Also want to say, I mean, Wendy's still a hypocrite, though. You know, I I love to watch me some Wendy, but she's a hypocrite because in the Ask Wendy section, she will still tell people, you know, you need to leave that person. You need to do this. You need to do that. She'll tell people to do what she didn't do, because what we did find out in her movie and documentary was that she knew about this mistress for uh, about 13 years. Hmm. That sounds a bit suspect. Wow. So for 13 years, you just out here just trying to hide your dirt while you're airing out everybody else's. She sure did. Now she said she had to get all her monies and things together so that she could prepare for a divorce. But you know what? We can't like ugly. He don't, but you know who was ugly? Her husband was. We cannot put at fault that this man was wrong. He played the shit out of her. He's talking about talk about it. Be your own people. Damn. But they have a great son together. And And right down the street. I'm glad she is good with everything to the point where she could talk about her life and all the wrong that went in it, but talk about the good and say, you know what? I made it through. I'm better after it all. Screw him. Yeah, I'll pay you. I'll pay you a little alimony every month. I don't care. Bye. I'm still on TV. Who's winning? Right. Yeah, you know, definitely a big up to Wendy. And, you know, we hope that she's out here getting the help that she needs. I'm a strong proponent of I hope she's out here getting that therapy because everyone needs a reset. Um, But yeah, these these men out here really ain't shit. It's a rake. Mm hmm. All right. Now, you know, some people are just so sad that we have to say, nope, I'm revoking your black card today. And that goes for you, Miss Tessica Brown. Ooh, child. Or as Mariah Carey would say, Chile, Chile. I was so just over this when I heard this story. Gorilla glue chick, as I will call her. Um, why? Just why? 
I, I don't understand. I feel like nowadays people are doing the stupidest things to go viral and get noticed and get a little fame. And this was a perfect example of it. Like you already know, do you know you could put yourself like your health at risk? You have children. You're a mother. What are you doing? You're 40. You are 40. Oh, she four zero. Yes. That, that black don't crack. She looking good. Yes. So, okay. So for those of you who are, you know, living under a rock or have just completely shuttered yourselves from Explain to watching the any news because I get it. It's a pandemic. We're all sick of listening to the same shit. But a one miss Tessica Brown ran out of her got to be setting spray. And she really wanted to make sure that her edges was all the way laid down. So she grabbed uh, some Gorilla Glue that she had at home and figured that that would do the trick. So girlfriend's ponytail is in fact laid, but has been laid for about six to seven weeks. Ridiculous. Because she put industrial glue in her fucking scalp. Who does that? Dumbass people. And then, no, the best part is she's out here on social media you know, really trying to be like, oh, my God, guys, what am I going to do? It won't come off. It won't come off. It won't come off. She went to the hospital. The hospital told her that she would ha- probably have to be there for like 22 hours. She said, "Nah, I'm not going to do that. Honestly, the hospital is the last place I'm trying to be in a pandemic. So she, um, I'm going to say that maybe she was using all of her brain parts when she decided to leave and not stay in the ER. Also, hospital bills be mad crazy. Um, but now. She's talking about possibly suing Gorilla Glue. And she has a GoFundMe that's upwards of 20K. Like, really? Why are people supporting this? Like, at the end of the day, I think people started laughing because, yeah, it's funny. Oh, this, her, this person's stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then it turned into concern. And, you know, she started ringing in the dough. And here you go with people giving you GoFundMe and you have doctors and you have, you know, celebrities out here offering you free wigs, like custom wigs. You have a doctor who performs. And those wigs are expensive. That should be custom. You have a doctor, an African doctor who performed the surgery to remove her hair, but still managed to save her hair. That's how much he cares. See, black people be doing it for you. It'd be your own people. He's looking out for her dumbass. So he saved her hair, but performed the $12,000 surgery on Bro, her for free no. for free now i get it that other people want to you know get it, their name out there while helping an idiot but like come on people we gotta do better what is this but i just don't understand how she found it how she thinks that she's now going to be able to sue gorilla glue for not specifying that you can't put it in your hair i'm like but it, it says you can't touch it so why would you think that it would be okay for you to put it on your scalp which is more sensitive than your skin. So yeah, reading is fundamental, people. I can't. And you know what? It's like at the end of the day, if you're going to be that stupid, you might as well go and put some natural stuff in your hair. Let's go back to Ben Stiller days and put that special stuff on your hair. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, she wants to be that stupid. Go, go and get it. I wasn't ready for that one. But yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, that is a, a natural stiffing agent. So at least you know that shit can come out. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I think well, you know, I haven't it, tried it. It came out of somewhere. It came out of somewhere. <laughs> you know, moving on from one fool to the next. Let's talk about this little diamond idiot. Oh, Lord. Talk about not my clown, not my circus. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Little Uzi Vert. Little Uzi Vert went and bought himself a $24 million pink diamond. Now, you know, if you got the money to spend on that shit, go ahead, boo, do you. But it's not just the fact that he purchased a $24 million diamond in the middle of a global pandemic where people are also freezing and dying. It's about where he placed the pink diamond. Where did he place it? In between his eyebrows and his skin. It's just stupid. I'm saying, like, people do the dumbest shit. And I get that. Yeah, okay. You have $24 million to purchase this diamond with. Good for you. But why would you go and waste it by putting it on your face, in your skin? Like, how does that even work? Like, just because you can do it doesn't mean it it should be done. It's I don't get it. Make Mm. it make sense. Lord Jesus, fix it. It can't. And that's why we are revoking their black cards. Bye. Bye. You're done. done. Adios. Your black card revoked. And that brings us to our final section of reality TV roundup. Reality roundup. Round it up. Yep, yep, yep. So before we get into the reality TV mess, we do want to get into a little bit on the return of one of our favorite shows, Sex in the City. Yes. Mm, can't wait. Yes, I'm about to be getting my Cosmo on with Carrie, with Charlotte, with um, I already forgot Cynthia Nixon's character, Miranda. Unfortunately, Miranda. we won't have Samantha, which is like the best part of the show. But no, it's like, how are they gonna be, you know, messy women in their 50s? I mean, actually, they're all when she was up, half so. the mess. Yeah, but who are they? she was the only one who was single. Because she left Smith Jared. So are we going to be watching 50-year-old white women, you know, just married their men? Like, it better be really entertaining. They better have a new friend who's very promiscuous. as And very. And very black. She better be a person of color. Because to tell me that you have these women of any age, really, in New York City without a close minority friend, I don't believe it. Yes, especially because they still they have a lot of redemption to make up for Sex in the City to the movie because mm-hmm. that shit was so culturally tone deaf on so many different levels. Sex in the City 2. The first yes. one was good. The second one, I was I was completely appalled. Yes, the second one left a really bad taste in my mouth. And knowing that Samantha's not going to be here because she's the one who really kept it like all the way real. And if you go back and watch the older episodes, for me, the older episodes, too, I was just like, wait, you're a freelance writer and you spend all of your money on Manolo Blahniks, but you live on the Upper West Side and you have very like sparing jobs here and there. Bitch, where you getting your money from? Okay, she wrote the book. That was successful. But now there's Mr. Big, so she can also use his money too. But she does have her own. So she did well for herself. But let's be real. In the last movie, you had Jennifer Hudson as your assistant. Now, if you're going to bring Jennifer Hudson back, she better be one of your good girlfriends and not working for you, okay? So I want to see more brown people. I mean, it did have, you know, a trickle here and there in the series. But for a reboot in 2021, which they're going to start filming at some point this year, I'm going to need to see a lot of minorities up in there because we are talking about New York City. And what New York City does is a ton of people of color and we have a lot of sex. So it better be shown. 
And for a million an episode, I'm gonna need to see less dumb shit. Yeah. I'm gonna need to see everything on Hazoint. So you heard that HBO? Give the people what they want. All right. Now, moving right along into Bravo Housewives drama. I swear, you know what? If I did not have Bravo during the pandemic, I honestly don't know what I would have done with myself. Yeah, I would have just been staring up at the wall. I would have cried myself to sleep in a corner every night. That's what I would have done. That's how much Bravo means to me, especially my housewives. Okay? Yes. So first, we're going to brush over the boring housewives because they are just not important enough to mention. Like um, OC, terrible. Texas, nobody watches it. So again, another negative, another negative for Texas, basically. Um, You know, Potomac, they did their thing. They had a really interesting year. I'm sorry, Monique, it did not end for her. And she is no longer a part of the franchise. Who else am I missing? Oh, yeah. You know what? Beverly Hills, they did their thing. Oh, I they forgot finally about that. Oh, yes, Garcelle. Garcelle. They got Garcelle Bouvet. So they finally brought a black, black woman in after, you know, almost a decade of that franchise. Because how on. difficult was it to find a successful black woman in all of Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. And for the franchises that are keeping us alive for a premiere season, Salt Lake City did mm-hmm. the damn thing. They did the damn, damn, damn thing. Um, All of Though we do have our lovely Atlanta ladies and even Jersey. Jersey came back strong. But oh, yeah. Lake I'm excited City, for that drama. That that was Salt good. Lake they came City, in hot. Salt Lake City hands down with a new season and reunion. I mean, these girls came in guns blazing. Jen is all types of motherfucking crazy. All cray types. cray. Mary's wigs are all type of motherfucking crazy. No, those wigs are psycho. Those wigs need their own ward up in Bellevue. And her eyes are all types of motherfucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the bitch eyes so crazy that, you know what? I forgot to talk about New York. That was on? No, New York is coming back, but New York got the memo. New York Housewives is going to add a black person finally after, what, 11, 12 seasons. It's kind of crazy, but, you know, I love me some New York. So I'm looking forward to um, the new black lawyer that has joined the cast. So that's coming later on this year, and I'm excited for them. But Mary's crazy ass eyes are worse than Ramona's crazy eyes. I stand a lot. No, Mary's eyes, when they bug out, they bug out so huge that I feel like they're in their own zip code. Like each eyeball is a separate zip code. But as big as her eyes are, she couldn't see that her wigs were bad. But the thing that killed me is that she admitted, she said, you know, uh, I knew my hair was bad. It hurt my heart. And I'm like, but so because she couldn't get her hairdresser uh, out to film with her. But I'm just like, so no, you she couldn't- claimed that there was no like black hair yes she claimed no she said that there are no black hair but jen also said that there are no black hairdressers in all of salt lake city so they have their own and mary has a hairdresser but her hairdresser was not available to do her to style her for the for when she was filming but then my thing was just like girl you had a whole year in between production and the reunion this have a good income to your hair still Because that wig that she had on the reunion was not that cute either. The reunion wig was a hell of a lot better. But it wasn't good. I will give her props. But Mary is all types of um, a different type of person. She is a bit confused in her um, 
I will say blackness, right? Ooh. Claims her husband is is white, but then he's black. Then she like light black. I don't know. Listen, your preference is your preference, girl. But you came in real shady looking. You know, first of all, your husband is also your ex grandfather, step grandfather. Um, okay, step grandfather. Let's okay. Let's. That, if that makes it better. But you know what? She explained her relationship with her now husband. They've been together for twenty two years. But at the end of the day. You have a lot of money. You buy a lot of labels, yet you don't know, like, how to have a good taste level. Your wigs are bad. Your clothes are bad. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Her closet looks like something fresh out of a Stephen King novel. You're a hoarder of really expensive things that don't look good on you. But again, you know, the wig in and of itself are it's not good. And speaking of wigs, we're going to switch over to all the shade that new girl in Atlanta tried to give Drew Sedora's wig. I didn't like that. And this new was girl tacky. is very, very, very tacky because I think everyone's hair in Atlanta, they all have good wigs. They all are doing the damn thing. And they were filming in the midst of the pandemic, as we can see. So they're trying to do their best on their own. And Drew Sidor's wig was not bad. I'm going to need that new chick to take several seats because she's coming in hot and I don't like it. I don't like her. Kenya's friend needs to sit down. Yeah. And then it's like she tries to be funny, but it just comes across as rude and unwarranted and just unnecessary. She's like Kenya on steroids. Yeah. And that's exactly what Candy said, but it's not cute. No, and it's Latoya not classy at all. It's not classy at all. But you know, that's why she's Kenya's friend, because Kenya's also rude as hell. You know, I'm a bit sick of Kenya crying, woe is me, and talking about this divorce, and then not a divorce, and yada, yada, Mark. Yes, we know Mark is bad for you, but you can't keep claiming these double standards and bringing your child when the other wives, housewives, want to bring their children who also have, like, younger kids than yours. It doesn't matter the age. I mean, you can't have a double standard for what you do and then say that the ladies can't do it, but you do it. The best person on this franchise is Portia, hands down. She did her damn thing as an activist over basically ever since the resurgence of Black Lives Matter, the importance of Black Lives Matter, right? That will say that's happened in 2020 and into this year. She's been doing her damn thing. You see it taking place. And I think it's great that they are using their platform and that Bravo is not just filming their lives, but Bravo is showcasing all of the Black Lives Matter protests and everything that the women have been doing because Bravo, it's about time that you've been showing it. This is stuff that they show in their life. You need to put it on air. Yes, definitely. I have been loving all of the increased focus on uh, the protests in Kentucky, uh, everything that Portia has gone through. I like the fact that she does not shy away about talking about her experience in the protest, the time that she spent in jail, because these are all things that we need to know. Because look at just look at the differences between what happened at the Capitol and then what happened with BLM protesters. We do not get treated the same. And here you have she's someone famous with a platform. She's got money. And guess what? They threw her ass in jail. The first opportunity they got sure did. And so I love that she's talking about it. She's not just doing it for show, as Kenya would say. I'm really, really disappointed. Oh, that pissed me the hell off. I know Kenya takes a lot of low digs with the women, but that was really low. 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 
I don't like that. I feel like Kenya needs to take another step back from like she needs to take the next season off and really just look at her life because the way she's coming at these women is it's at a whole nother level of girl do better. So you know how big boy on Potomac reunion uh, said hurt people hurt people. Yeah, Monique's husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kenya, she must be going through some real miserable shit because she just keeps like chopping people down. She does kind of break down in a few episodes talking about how hard it's been on her own in the pandemic, you know, going through this battle with her soon to be ex-husband. But girl, you also can't preach one thing and do the next and want people to be on your side, but you are just a snaky snake snake to them. Exactly. It's not cute. What kind of white male politician bullshit is this? Yeah, girl, don't do it. And she's a perfect example of the be your own people. Mm, terrible. It, it be your own for all the time. But now uh, talking about the latest season of Jersey that just kicked off. Um, Teresa is using the four letter C word quite frequently. She told that bitch, I'm going to see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> She said it several, several, several times. She said, uh, <laughs> charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. She sure did say that quite a few times. And I was like, you know what, Teresa? I don't blame you because if some other housewife chick is going to be talking about your child and drugs, you better give them the four-letter C word. Yes. I mean, Jackie was definitely wrong for trying to use that quote-unquote analogy that she claims it was and it wasn't a rumor she actually heard about Gia doing coke at parties but you know you also gotta acknowledge that Teresa was in the wrong for going around her husband's birthday party she sure was spreading this seed about how oh uh Jackie's husband Evan it when he goes to the gym he goes he does stuff with other people because Jackie will give him a blowjob I mean, first of all, okay, Jackie, you need to come on. You and your husband been married for a long time. You need to get off this 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 horse that you on about how you don't you don't do that stuff. It's twenty twenty one. Get over it. Um, I feel like she's lying. I feel like she doesn't want to open up her bedroom to America because her kids will watch the show. Don't act like your law, you know, career is going to be in jeopardy if you talk about you know sucking your husband off. Like, let's be real, you're not housewives. Mm, your law career is probably not what law career she ain't working no more i don't know she know i know she's a lawyer i don't know if she's still practicing she has a law degree if she wants to try and save face and continue to practice law again girl you're on housewives really i don't know i don't think she was lying because you saw the scene where she was joking saying that oh it's his birthday so she was gonna give him a blowjob and he got all excited and then he looked really hurt when she was like no i'm just kidding that was just wrong that was just wrong wrong but you know this season is already shaping up to give us lots of drama so i'm glad that corona covid uh the whole panda bear that we are currently living in has not slowed down these petty messy bitches not at all in some more bravo bravo fucking bravo (laughs) we have A lot of below deck, you know, drama from last season with shady ass Captain Sandy, who I will never look at the same again because you're shady. He's Mm. a shady bitch. So the past season with Captain Lee, who I adore so much, uh, Captain Lee will always have a special place in my heart. You know what? I'm taking my revoked black card from little Uzi Vert and I'm giving it to Captain Lee. Captain Lee, you invited to the cookout. 
That's right. In perpetuity, all the time, every day. But it, since I'm inviting him to the cookout, he better invite me on the yacht. Oh, That's I see what you did. I see what you did there. I see, see what I did you did there. there. So I see what gotta, you did there. Just remember, you got a plus one always, all the time. Yeah, uh, it depends on what he says. Um, uh, anyways, so uh, people, yeah. basically, this reunion that's about to come up from the past season of Below Deck is about to be hotty make hot hot because we have a uh, little sunshine that got kicked off. I forgot all about him. Honestly, I'm surprised that he's going to be on the reunion because I'm like, dude, you were on there for what, two, three episodes? But you know what? I look forward to seeing him because he is a little ray of sunshine. He's a cute little boy. I don't know. He can be a little. He can be a little spicy when he wants to be. He he's gonna get a little spice. He's gonna bring it a buck. But the real issue at hand is basically watching all of these people in this small enclosed space. Yes, it is a super yacht, but we can't forget that the people working on the yacht are in the smallest are sleeping cabins. in closets. They're sleeping in closets, basically. And to know that there's a pandemic going on and everyone is sick one by one was so hard to watch. Oh, my God. Yes. Corona got to them and they're in the islands. So watching that go down and one person being sick with like a stomach virus and like all these other things, it was kind of weird. But the biggest, biggest issue was the drama with the new Kate. I'm gonna call her the new Kate. But really, it's. Um, can we call her the new Kate because she is nothing like Kate okay Francesca was nothing like Kate but she is the head of all the stewardesses and this other girl just couldn't catch a break because she was that bad the thing that killed me though is that so this girl we saw the entire season she was just god awful terrible just not good at her job at all making mistakes left and right at one point she created mustard gas because she decided to bleach something, but in the in the crew quarters, she decided to take her little boy toy that she was hooking up with and do a whole little hookup session multiple times in one of the guest cabins on this multi-million dollar yacht. And then when she gets fired, she wants to be like, but what? Why? What? I'm just like, girl, if you have put half as much effort into doing your actual job as you did in pretending and acting like you didn't know why you're getting fired, guess what? You will still have a job. Very, very true. But that was also just some really bad acting. It was like, girl, if you're trying to become an actress after this, which, you know, most of them do. Don't. Don't. (laughs) it's like it's kind of like what can you do right you know what I mean like she was just that bad that I really didn't understand how she was a stewardess before yes another thing about Elizabeth is you claim to have five years of experience doing this job but suddenly you can't do the job at all right now I'm really hoping that she was just digmatized how can you be so surprised at getting fired when you were given chance after chance after chance Well, on Twitter, she was over here basically blaming it on production, saying that they, oh, yeah, if I was watching me, I would think that I was terrible at my job, too. But they didn't show any of the good stuff. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what all good stuff you did. The bad shit that you did is still enough for you to get fired. As bad as she was, somehow 
Chef Rachel felt really, really taken to her. And so she felt like she was a friend, even though she called her the weakest one. And that's why James was able to take her to bed. Rachel is another type of crazy where like she's one of those chefs who curses like a sailor, drinks like I don't know what. But the one amazing thing about her is her food is hands down like top notch. Says things like eat my cooter, suck my dick. I'm going to rip your scrotum out. Exactly. And she's the one who gave us silly gaps. So thank you for that, Rachel. But you are also extreme in your cursing, extreme in your cooking, extreme in your shitting. She had bad bubble guts for a second. I was like, girl, I do not need to know this. When you are cooking a five-star meal on a yacht, nobody needs to know this. And a former America's Next Time Model contestant. Yeah, but she won't go nowhere with that because we see how she aged. So mm. thank you, Bravo. Once again, cannot wait to see how the reunion pans out. And we're going to move on into uh, the final season of Insecure that is up and coming. Yes. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but we really cannot just get enough of Insecure. And I really hope that, you know, the characters, mostly Molly, do better this season. Yeah, Molly is definitely on my shit list. Lawrence is on my shit list because he's about to be Daddy Lawrence. And I don't mean Zaddy. I mean, like, his ex-girl, ex-hookup, whatever the hell they were. They are having a child. I'm just going to need to have a good ending for my girl Issa and Molly. I'm going to need that. If anything else happens wrong, I'm going to need their relationship and their friendship and their their girlfriendness. I'm going to need that to come together because if not, Issa's going to get a lot of nasty ass emails from me. Okay. Uh huh. I'm going to get, I'm going to get full on Karen. I'm going to be the Karen next door and the Karen in your inbox. No, 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 not that Karen. You don't want to go that far. Issa has given us some great, great, great episodes. All of the seasons bring their own beautiful black stories no matter how good or bad, it's so intense that you get into the lives of the characters. I love it, and I cannot wait for this final season whenever it comes out. Yes, yes, I will be waiting. Excited for that. And that's all the time we have for today, y'all, on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.